Sweetheart, good morning. Enjoy this supernatural, powerful encounter with me right now. I'm not focused on anything else but thanking God for granting me the favor to have a way to reach out to you because I need you and you need me. And I thank God for this encounter this day. Went to bed one way, wake up filled, filled with the power thereof, filled with knowledge of the supernatural world that we are living in while we are here in the earth. I'm not waiting for the kingdom. You're not waiting for the kingdom. The kingdom is already exposed. The kingdom is already here. That's why Satan is so threatened by us as ambassadors, as God mouthpieces, as God instruments, God testimony, God handwriting here in the earth. And this morning, I want you to feel, feel, Feel the weight of God's supernatural becoming your natural reality all the day long. Hope is a good word because it's, it's kind of like it's causing you to have confidence in something greater. But when it doesn't get met, hope is pretty much based upon what we naturally are expecting. We have hope in an increase of pay. We have hope in that something good will happen. But at the end of hope, it's always something naturally. But God has given us faith and not hope. He's given us faith. Faith and hope are two different things. Faith is like wishing, expecting to expect it. Maybe it can happen. Hopefully it will. Due to me wishing and praying. But faith is stamping it. Faith is an agreement. Faith is engagement. Faith is giving thanks. Faith is giving praise. Faith is only believing. Faith is receiving. Faith is looking up to God. Faith is knowing that God is God. Faith has fire. Faith causes power. Faith is wisdom. Faith is the knowledge and the understanding. Faith produces miracles, signs, and wonders due to the knowledge and understanding. Faith. Faith is very important. That's why God dealt to every man the same measure of faith. But currently every man measurement is not the same regarding God. Because there are two worlds and we are in the midst of them both. And it's demonic realms and angelic realms. Heavenly realms. But heaven is more real not saying that demonic forces are fake. But it's beneath us. And during this time, we focus on the beginning when it's time to focus on the end. And many times we so focus on the end in the wrong time that you forget about the present. God already is. God already has. He already willed. His answer is always yes, according to his will that he already willed over into you. Into your spirit, man. Into your heart, your mind, your soul. And that will cause our strength to increase. 
I want you to tap into more of the supernatural. Because that's why Satan is so threatened about this ministry because it's so supernatural. Releasing the supernatural here that allow people to see their true identity. See, I don't want to relate and I'm not going to relate to anybody naturally because that's not it for us. We come from a world that we cannot physically see, hear, touch, taste. Or hear naturally. But those who've been called by God to open up the ears of those to hear supernaturally, to have ears to hear, and not hear for a moment of time, not hear what we want to hear, being fully persuaded that I'm only hearing what God wants me to hear. A lot of times we are hoping and we think and we're using our faith. And a lot of times we are having expectations, but not having expectations in the unexpected. A lot of times we wait for God to show up, but not even aware of it in any way, shape, or form. Thinking about the season, but not thinking about at any time. Thinking about the times, but not thinking about God as the creator of time. We would never, ever have to feel a need to be confident when we only believe that is our confidence. That is. There's a certain feeling you have in your heart when you live in the now. A lot of us don't want to live in now because our emotions get in the way. If it don't happen in today, if it don't happen sometime, you know, next week, and you know, then what's going to happen? My faith going to begin to fall. How about I don't think about anything other than God's grace? Stamp his now with his grace. Knowing that at any time, I can move God. At any time, I can say to God what he says to me. At any time, I can tell God things about him that he already exposed unto me, such as Abraham. It's so amazing. God counsels us. He's looking for somebody bold enough to be counseled. God don't sit down. That's not what my God do. My father always moved me. My father said, miracle signs and wonders will be following. So every day, all the day long, I'm expecting the miracle signs and wonders to be following. Not in the way that I ought to think, but know that in any way, shape, or form as he thinks. There's a difference from his thoughts and ours. We have to stay out the way and let him have his way. What does right now look like you, sweetheart? How do you visionize a right now visitation? How do you visionize even how do you hear? How do you even perceive what God's right now to bring your promises to pass? What does that look like to you? If it's a, excuse me, if it's a specific way, then that's a limit. That's a limit. And many of us waiting for God to audibly say something, even in a dream, a vision, use somebody to say words like, go. 
when we already win. You understand? God is so patient with us. When we be use, when we use our faith and we be so tuned, so open for God, He will use whoever opens up in such a way for Him to pour Himself in and release His powerful words of wisdom that is so sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm becoming more sharper than I have ever been before. And that's why Satan didn't want me to get up again. You are crafted in ways to educate by bringing forth already what's on the inside of me that I have not even tapped into. And Satan is so afraid. We can never think that it can never happen or it God take too long or I'm just going to sit back until all of that has nothing to do with faith. Has nothing to do with believing, has nothing to do with trust. It's like many the time we say to God without saying to God, I'm believing you to a certain extent because if I give you all of me in my believing and you don't show up in the way I'm expecting you to, then I'm going to be disappointed. God's way of saying it's your season is not man's theology far as a season, nor a time. You have to know that when you've been brought back, you have opportunities that are presented before you that no one can stop you but you to fulfill. Waiting for God to say something that he's already showing up saying. It's amazing how God conversated with Abraham like that. To destroy the righteous with the wicked, that's not something a God would do. That's not something God would do, period. If you find 50 righteous out of them all, would you spare the land? I will. If you find 45, I will. Okay, okay, 40. Went all the way down to 10. And I believe if he went down to one, God would have still said yes. God provides us opportunities to release who he is by saying what he said. Father, you said this is my season. You said this is my time. So I allow my faith to come up higher to receive what happens in my season and time. You said, God. You said delay, but not deny. You said. You restore things back to me. You said nothing would never be lost. You said. That my future is brighter than my past. You said that I will always have. You said exceedingly. Not me, but you said abundantly. You said above what I can ask or even think. And I'm asking according to your will. You said, therefore, here are the manifestations of what you said. 
And what can God say about that? You're right, I did. How does that look? We wait for God to show up and show out. He's already here. We're not even aware due to our minds being so programmed from the world's way of telling us how to think, how to be, what we can have, what we can't have. Sometimes that old mind keeps trying to creep back, but we have to let the old man go and leave him there behind. Many of the times we tell ourselves what we can't have or what it's time to receive. It don't look like it's time, so now you're looking off the way how it looks. Now you're based upon the natural realities. I'm expecting to be some type of miracles happening for me to know that it's God moving. We're so much in the way of allowing him to freely have his way. So what do God right now look like to you, sweetheart? Do you even know you already in the now? It's no way that you don't know. Don't you see his glory upon you? Don't you see that you've been found favored? Don't you see acceleration? Now I want you to look at it from his point of view and not earthly's point of view. Don't you see a difference? Don't you see you came up higher and you coming up higher? Don't you feel better? Aren't you more inspiring to others? Don't you see the increase? Don't you hear the increase? Don't you know the increase? We are supernatural beings here. And we have to only be who we are. Satan tried whatever he can to keep you away from me. Even tried to use you to do it. Been in your own way. I can never tell you what God don't say. God said to me, how many times have I showed up on any of you all behalf in any way, shape, or form, and you just weren't listening? You weren't listening. You weren't listening. Because some of you deep down inside thinking that my glory is too good for you. Because you're thinking about your behavior. Grace is not behavior based. Can you just receive that I love you that much that I give? I love you that much that I let you receive beyond measure. Have no limitations to what I can do just because I love you. Can you receive it's all because I love you? Stop thinking you got to do in order to receive my love for you. Stop trying to determine your own season and time and just receive my love for you. God showed up to Abraham and Sarah in the form of a man when God is not a man. So that shows that he could come in any way, shape, or form. But Abraham felt a great sense. This is, this is heaven's present. Quickly, we got to prepare something great for these three men. How many times God show up even in the form of a child? 
Just like he sent his son in the form of a baby. No one expected the Messiah to come in the form of a baby. But once they found out, they were led to follow where he is. Being guided by a star. Supernaturally. God sends people, places, and put things in our path to guide us into the next thing. Many of us laying around thinking that we got to wait on God specifically to show up in a way that we put a limitation on God all along. God could be answering me due to me looking out my window, seeing something different. That's a different way. Quenisha got to stay out of it. Stop trying to just look for God to audibly always say things. Because he can talk without being audibly said any, saying anything. Verbally saying anything. He can speak with pictures. Speak any way, shape, or form he want to relate a message. My God don't have us to sit on promises. Or have the promises sitting on us. But we are weighed down with the weight of his glory concerning us. You have to really see with your spiritual eyes. Where are you right now with God? What's happening around you supernaturally with God? And that goes for any of us right now with God. What's happening here? Not even realizing all these changes that God has made to position us for the next thing. Let me tell you how open I had to be to leave my past behind. God took took me out of one way of living and moved me into this place of living. Now that place was more furnished, had more furnished, was more furnishedized, excuse me, had more furniture due to it being to income. And here come God. Just get the furniture that you need. Leave everything behind there. Anything to do with that old marriage, anything that was bought, anything that was given, leave it there. Throw it in the trash. And God me to start everything new. And I said, God, okay, I'm going to go furniture shopping. God said, you're not going to get too much because you're going to hold things loosely. Because this residence is not your permanent place. It just got you from where you were. To make a fresh start for you and your son. Regarding my plan and will enter through your lives. Don't worry about all the clothes you thought you lost. And as I begin to follow through obedience. Just like Abraham walking and seeing God. God not saying it's Abraham walking. Abraham walking and God is speaking. 
God didn't tell Abraham everything before he began to take that journey. He just told him the instructions, get your family and go. The immediate ones. And God said, get what you need to get and go. And as I begin to go, things were taking place. I have more clothes than I ever had in the past. My son as well. God said, don't get too much furniture. You don't need all of that. Just get the basics. Because when I have you and your son to get up and leave and come with you, sweetheart, God said, there's no point of having two of the same things under one roof. Now, there are going to be some times when you and I come together and we start with fresh things. But God don't have me to do anything like that now. He said, I'm preparing you to have an easy move. Because once I say move, you won't have much to take with you. Or have much to leave behind. Don't get comfortable where you are. That's what he was saying. Because you're going to leave a specific day and time. And I love how we be obedient and we see what happens as we obey, as we are walking and following. Got that got the divorce where I filed for it. They were making it a little challenging for me to go through it. But when I just gave it over to God, it went from 4,000 to 400. And I had the 4,000. I would have came up with that. To, you know, to get out of that. And let me show you the heart of God. Even concerning the guy, God said, don't even take nothing from him. You pay for it. You take the couch. Give him the bed. Because I'm doing something in you. You must release my love in the midst of even doing the things that you did on your own. And when the guy saw how humble I am, you ready, you willing to give me the bed? I don't care. I'm just clearing my name. Explain to him what's going on. I made a wrong decision and you know we did. We don't have nothing in common. I love to preach. I love to do this and do that. You don't do any of that. But I pray that you will, whatever or whoever God has. But you're just not for me. And a person felt the same. Felt relieved that I said something. But we both felt so embarrassed to admit that we made a mistake that everybody was trying to tell us. We just kept trying to prove that we didn't when we know that we really did. It's like we were trying to call people bluff. And how ignorant is that? No one supported that decision that we made. Because no one even knew about it. That's why we snuck and did it. Nothing but the enemy. And when I'm on the couch, foul for a divorce, God had me to come to you while I'm laying on the couch. 
And many were saying, my mother kept saying, how, how, you're not crying and you're not sad about what you did or you don't feel bad. You're going through the walls. That's not something, you know, to be proud of. I say, I am so glad that I can finally admit I made a mistake. And it don't matter what kind of mistake that we make. When you receive the freedom from it, that's so much joy. So much joy. So much joy. And my life was changing so fast. <laughs> it's like people wanted to hear what I had to say at the time. Hold on, can you get a divorce? Oh, what's up? What's up? Go, go live. Oh, she on live. Go. And I felt that every time people did it, I had more people looking at the videos then. <laughs> and God had me to be so expressive about it. Why do I have to tell the things that I wore in my home? God had me to get on live and say, get rid of all of that. All of it. <laughs> And I went live and I got rid of all of it. <laughs> and it was so amazing how when God had me to do things, he would back it up by having great leaders to preach about what God had me to do. And I felt so free. And I got my life back. You know? And I just thank God so much good was coming out of it. <laughs> I don't ever have to live that way ever again. And I don't want to. See, the thing is, when God had me speak to the singles, even to those who are married, the thing is, we can't deny God speaking through the vessel because of the vessel's deliverance. Many are say, oh, wait, now you got to say, you went down that road. I didn't. Yeah, it's so that you don't. <laughs> it's similar to Paul. He used to execute those who were following after Christ. Then all of a sudden, here he go with his, you know, him being made right and going through his healing process and being rededicated and giving his life over to God. And now he's saying, I am a slave unto Christ. <laughs> being one of the greatest speakers mouthpieces of God. And God took me out of the wrong marriage to have me to bless those who are married in the right marriage and for those who are single on how to, you know, become married. How to be open that God can relate, release to you. Think about what he already written down concerning you and your mate. Hallelujah. I am so anointed in that area just because I've been delivered from that. I'm trying to tell you. The things you've been delivered from, you begin the God gives you double for your trouble, which means that you are so anointed to release glory due to you saying yes, God, and getting out of that. So he turned it around for our good. Hallelujah. No devil, no demon can keep us away from each other. God saying. If I kept him, 
when you was lying up somewhere elsewhere? What makes you think that I'm not here protecting you two now that you are in agreement? Okay, nothing happened without my approval. You just have to see me in it. Don't ever disagree with my agreement just because it don't seem comfortable. Know that it's not about how you feel about being right. Know that you've been made right due to how I feel, saith God. I was thinking that God was going to say to you words like, go to her now. You can be with her. You can spend time with her. That's not how God going to come to you. He's not going to speak to you in that way. Now, those are going to be some words, but it's not going to be said like that. Because I expect him to come like that. He's going to come in a total different way. Because he wants us to take the limitations off. Many of us thinking that God's going to just literally speak in a man's ear. Go get. God is speaking to you and saying, go get. God has had you to show up and you see and you found Jesus Christ. You walked into it. You understand? You open to walk into it. You understand? Oh, God, I'm so oh, floating out. You walk into it, my love. Enjoy walking into the manifestations. I have pushed out manifestations today. You can't expect a manifestation to be, oh, I'm going to take you out. That's a limit. I'm going to give her a call. That's a limit. I'm going to reach out. That's a limit. God, however you have it to be. I just, I'm just open to know that I'm already in what I'm looking for you to do. That's what God, that's, that's how God shows up and show out. When you feel like that and stay with that feeling. At any time I'm in my now, at any time I'm receiving right now, at any time all day long, it ain't just how I'm expecting to receive, but it's the unexpectedly that I believe to receive. Because that's at any time. Sometimes, we, this is how we put a limit on. If I say your manifestation time for you now, you will expect God to come to you and say, go to her now. But if you don't say that, you'll be what? Disappointed. And then what will happen to your faith? It begin to fall. What happened to your confidence? It begin to fall. And you fall back and just say, I'm just going to wait on God. I'm going to sit back and wait. When you have a voice to say what he said in his face as he do in yours. You understand. So how are you visionizing the unexpectancy of God to show up? You understand? In any way, shape, or form. There are times when Christ will come and say things to you. There are times when Christ will hey, just walk right into. Just be opened. There are times you can feel the change. Feel the change. One day last week, sweetheart, I left out the house. I was going to, to work out, take a walk, and I didn't really care about getting myself prepared, and I never really feel like that. I'm just going for a walk. And God said, uh-uh-uh, don't ever feel like that. You got to live at any time. 
And what if he was to ride down the street and see you? Would you want him to see you like that? I'm like, oh, God, no. <laughs> That's how you build up your faith, living at any time. Not hope, because hope puts expectations on the unexpected. And we think it, oh, okay, I didn't hear nothing about, you know, seeing nothing to her or receiving. I don't see nothing really happening. See, natural, natural, natural in a way. You got to be open for the supernatural. <laughs> I want you to commune today with supernatural heavenly hosts, okay? Supernaturally. I want you to talk to the angels that are with you. I talk to them all the time. I want you to begin to talk to them. I don't want me to move in with you and you watch me do it. <laughs> I don't want it to feel even weird to you to commune with the angels that are with you. That is our difference. That's our difference. Sweetheart, I speak so much prophetically that a lot of you, a lot of you probably have a time like, what is she talking about? <laughs> God. Until it show up. Wow. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I can live in the future and just talk to you about that all the day long. Let me give you a quick dream I just had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The angels, there were a group of angels who didn't allow themselves to be seen as much because they didn't want to take my attention away from what they wanted to show me. But their spirits were made in a reflection of a rainbow, very bright. And God know I'm a huge fan of how the rainbow looks in a reflection in light. And their spirits are made like that. And they were holding this little baby girl a newborn and oh God say this to you real say this quickly he said that it's a miracle that he he released a miracle for my divorce to be it took seven months for me to have a divorce my year of the divorce was in April this year I found in September 2020, and it was finalized in April 2021. And God said the least of the time frame for a divorce is two years, the least. And I granted you favor for seven months. Be glad about that. I had to tell my mom, she thought that September of last year's once it was finalized. I said, no, no. September 2020 when I filed, but April 2021 when it was granted the favor. And the judge said, I've never seen a case so simple in my life and so quick. Sometimes when you go to a divorce hearing and you're at the last day of it before they make the decision, a person, the person that you're divorcing, if they say they don't want a divorce, then you got to go through a longer period of a trial. So I was like, I pray to God, this man don't try to change his mind. Oh, God. And it was another guy with a similar, with the same name that showed up on a Zoom. I was like, oh, my God, he showed up? Oh, God. And they was like, no, this is a different case. They was like, excuse me, sir, this is a Zoom meeting. This is not your case yet. Your time is... That man was so pressed to get a divorce from whoever he married that he was trying to tune in on my time of my divorce to get his done. 
but he had the same name as the man that I falsely married. And I thought it was him trying to fight for it because it would have prolonged it during the day that I get my finalization. But he never showed up. And I thank God, you understand, that we pretty much ended it by saying, God bless you. Thank you for everything. I have nothing negative to say about you. I appreciate you. I'm just so glad that, you know, we cleared out everything about this. You know, I'm just so glad. You go your way, I go mine. No harsh feelings, no nothing. And I would never say anything negative because I'm a woman of love. I don't do that. You understand? Sometimes we talk about people as we exit out, but when we was entering in, we had so many good things to say. That's not me. That's called fake. <laughs> you understand? And I am very authentic. And God had to correct my mother. I said, Mom, it's been a year. She said, no, it's not. I said, Mom, you don't remember April last year. Remember you celebrated with me? Oh, yeah. It's been a year. I never, I never seen my mom so happy to celebrate a divorce before. It's not even just that. It's the fact that I got out of that, you know, the hands of the enemy. Trying to rob me of who I really am. And back to the dream, this prophetic dream. I, this little girl God brought to me in the hands of these angels. And God had her on pink, a pink shirt and pink bottle. And my favorite color. I said, God, you're going to present her in my favorite color. And God said, this is your daughter. This is your daughter. I said, can I hold her? God said, sure. I picked her up, sweetheart. I was looking at all her features. Everything about her. I was like, oh my God, you're my baby. I was holding the future. I had the future in my hands. See, God had me to see into the future, but now he's allowed me to feel the future. Even when it comes to inventions with like culinary things, God had me to taste. That's why I need your help. Like, you know, with uh, the tools, you know, the cooking utensils or what to use. And where to find it at in the stores. Because God gave me so many heavenly ideas that you can help me grow in. So much of heaven things that God's showing me. How to prepare heavenly meals here. Yes, I need the tools. These pots and pans, I got I to throw away. <laughs> yeah, they old. Yeah. I got to get a new set. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can definitely, you know, teach me culinary. Can you be my chef? Can you be my teacher? Culinary style, please. I need your help. I'm really big on that. I always big. I never forget my friend, my mom. She was always big on. No one goes to her kitchen and cook. Only she's the cook. But she always worked late, and I'm like, I'm a home cooked meal, so I'm gonna cook. And I was just, I put little parsley, I, I big chicken thighs, and I barbecued them, and then I put little parsley to you know to decorate it with a signature on it. And my sister and brother was like, uh, we ain't used to eating nobody on food. I said, just give it a try. They was like, mm, this is good. This is so good. They said, you may look so pretty and taste so good. And God told me about presentation. It's not always about presentation, even though culinary it is, but the taste got to go above the presentation. I was like, yes, because I wanted to, I had duck once, but I want to try, you know, a signature dish with duck. I want to taste that. I want culinary style dishes, gourmet. And I want you to help me 
prepare these meals. Oh my gosh. And get like a lamb of a leg of lamb and just surround it and stuff it in it. Oh my gosh, I'm getting excited talking about it. Can you help me? Oh my god. Please, 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 please help me. <laughs> yes. I love you. <laughs> yeah, but back to this drink. I said, go back and tell about the drink. And I held our daughter, you know, and I was looking at her, and guess what I did? Some some reason I reached for my phone. I reached for my phone, sweetie, and try to take a picture of her to bring back into reality. I was because I and some dreams gotta give me prophetically. I'll be aware I'm in a prophetic dream, so I try to bring the future down and try to keep something from the future to show in the present. And I try to get a picture of her and bring it back out of my dream so I can look at it. But when God, God said, look at the picture, <laughs> like God didn't see me take that picture. God said, look at the picture. Look at your phone. Look at the picture. And it was nothing but the background. She wasn't even captured. <laughs> she's, the reason why God showed me that because it's not to be captured naturally because it haven't yet manifested naturally. You understand? I was trying to bring that here to show you or just for me to keep looking at. But, you know, I just enjoyed the encounter. And my mom, somehow, she showed up there. She's beside your mother. And my mom said, oh, you're going to give him his first child, a girl. Okay. I said, no, it's not, mother. The first one is a boy. She said, but I'm seeing a girl. It's her. She didn't know about the other prophecies that God showed me regarding the first child. So I explained to her in a dream, it's a, it's a boy first. And she was like, oh, okay. And it's amazing how God just backed it up by confirming what he already shared with me about their names. That's so amazing. He wanted me to share that with you. I try to get a picture. I try in the dream. I try to take a picture and bring it back here. Yeah. Imagine that. I have a picture and I show you what that looked like supernaturally. My God. Let me see how amazing God is. He had her to, he presented her with my favorite color, pink. And the first thing I said when I saw her, you are so cute. You are so adorable. Wait, 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 cute. Wait, now you can say that, but wait. God, didn't you give me a dream on not to keep saying that? He said, I did. I said, okay, I'm not. There's nothing wrong with saying it, but that don't make a song out of it. Because beauty is within. And she's going to know that. Because sweetheart, that's all I kept hearing as a little girl. You're so different. You're so beautiful. You said, and I thank God that he took me away from all of that. They used to always call me Shirley Temple. I had so many names. Shirley Temple Annie. I was like that. Very, you know, like, look at me, lollipop kid. And, you know, but I love you too. I, you pretty too. Like, I was very caring, but I knew I was beautiful. Because it kept being said to me. I don't want that for our daughter. That's not going to be. That's okay to say you're beautiful. Of course, you're so pretty. Of course. But don't make a song out of it. Well, they make a song out of it. Yeah. I wish you could have saw it, sweetie. But you will. You will. <laughs> you will. <laughs> when I woke up from that dream, I was like, God, I'm ready to get started. Now I want these kids you're showing me. I want to get started now. But, you know, you got to think about it. What am, what am I actually saying to God? <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> I got to be patient. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I can't just 
snatch this man up and just lie on him. You understand? I got to marry you first. Because I don't care about the laws of the land, but I must obey. And biblically, scripture, you must get married first. But to me, God already knows, me prophetically knowing, due to what I see, I'm already that. But I have to become that in order to be that. You know? So, sweetheart. You know, I was excited. I was like, oh my God, where he at? Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, God. I was like, come here. They're like, come here. <laughs> Get my kids. Yeah. But I gotta be, I gotta, it's, you know, it's order. It's steps to that. I can't just say, give my kids now. How's that even sound to you? I'm on your back. Give my seat. Give my kids. I gotta be patient for that. <laughs> yeah. But I love the kids. I, I held her longer. I had more encounters with the boy, but I held the girl longer. And all she did was just look at me. And I tried to get a picture. <laughs> I tried so much. I took one, but she wasn't in it. God said, look at the picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, nothing. <laughs> now wake up <laughs> from this dream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just thank God so much that he showed me the future. Like, they had me to hold the future. Our future, yes. Our legacy, Yes. I thank God for that. Yes. I think a, a lot of me feeling the way I feel about you has a lot to do with conception, honestly. Because if I'm not attracted to you and feel no kind of way, then how would I conceive? I am so in love with everything about you. Yes. It's like I'm getting so excited about these kids. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you know what, Dwight? <laughs> Give my kids, man. Stop playing with me, man. Stop teasing me. <laughs> but it's not you doing that. You understand? You're not doing nothing at all. But just being. Because every time I see you, kids, kids, kids. You walking, you walking past. Yeah, kids, kids, kids. I can't be like that with you. And I don't want you to think that I think that. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Telling you everything. <laughs> and God had me to tell you these things. You know why? Because God wants me to keep nothing from you? No. He doesn't. I can't think about who would go through what it takes to hear what I'm saying to you. No. I'm not going to. At one point, I was like, let me just not say nothing. Because I don't want no one to see what's going on or, or try to, you know, figure out or try to assume things. Why am I figuring out, trying to figure all that out? That's another job that, that, that God has never even given me. I'm enjoying knowing who you are. And I'm going to enjoy every step of the way. Hey, I'm trying to. I'm trying <laughs> Yes, CD. Yes. Green looks good on you. Green looks very good on you. Matter of fact, you make the color green looks good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I see a lot about green, what's going to happen with you because of the emerald. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love you, Dwight Martin. Let me get off of here. I'm hungry. I done talked up an appetite. I'm trying to eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I ain't hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry for some of your food. I want your food. I have a dentist appointment today. Let me tell you how favorite I am. During the time of the pandemic, it wasn't many people going to the dentist because, you know, your mouth is open and you have to wear a mask and people, you know, don't want to be around germs. So this specific dentist kept trying to make things wrong with my mouth in order to fix it, to pay herself off of the surgery she was trying to give me that I never needed. Because we're not all educated, you know, fathers in all wise, you know, fathers in, you know, dentists, I mean, yeah, 
dentist, you know, if I was in dentistry, stuff like that. And I was like, what's another wrong with this? You made something wrong. And I'm going to tell you how God had her to be exposed. I was eating a piece of steak, very tender. And I realized I was chewing on something harder than the meat. And I was like, what is this? And she covered it up. And she drilled a hole on the side of my tooth. And covered it up, you know, with, uh, I forgot what it's called, a cap. A cap that looks just like a tooth, you know, the color, the filling and everything. To, to put that down for a charge. Do you know how much that costs? That's about what? Uh, I could say about 5000 And it was nothing never wrong with that. She drilled a hole in my tooth and God showed me. Because what she put on top of the tooth was nothing wrong. It came off. I said, what is this? I went back to her. She said, that's not my work. Yes, it is. I only came to you. It's documented. Look in my file. And her assistant was like, yep, she came here for this. Oh, wow. How long has it been? Because it could have it just deteriorated. No, it only been three months. Teeth don't deteriorate in, you know, three months. What did you do? And God said, I'm going to expose her to you because you're not the only one she did that to. Now I could have sued her left and right. And I had the documentation to prove it. And I was like, why did did this? I lift them up, stop doing that. Because they know we don't know. Diagnosing you with things to make more money. Doing work in your mouth that you don't even need. And she gave me like three, four needles of night okay. I'm like, it only take one needle. You keep stabbing my gum up like that. You know how much each shot is? Probably like 1,500. So that's 1,500 times four. You just made off my mouth in 10 minutes. And God exposed her to me because God will expose. He defends us. So she was scared, whispering. And she tried to quickly dismiss me. Well, I can't take your insurance anymore. God said, don't ever go back to her. Do you want to sue? No. I have mercy. But she would never do this to anybody ever again. So I have another disappointment today for her to go over what she did. That was never supposed to be done. There was never nothing wrong. It's like you're going to get your teeth cleaned and she's saying, oh, you got to get this and this done. What's wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that. Oh, it is. And you trust in their profession. You understand? But yeah, I got an appointment today. For that reason. <laughs> you understand? I'm big on, you know, taking care of my body. Yeah. And my son taking care of his. Yeah. I'm big on that. I love you, sweetie. Greater seems in us. The he's in the world. I love you. Enjoy this message.